What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rose, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone welcome into another episode of kentucky daily i'm your host sean smith joined as always by my co-host derek terry derek this is a special episode of kentucky daily because we have some breaking news that just uh kind of just got published in the last few minutes yeah emergency podcast on saturday we told you guys five days a week but it's six this week and that's why you should subscribe to kentucky daily because we drop all things to uh, make sure we get you the news. And the news is four-star guard Nolan Hickman is the first commitment for Kentucky's 2021 recruiting class. Uh, Derek, it's getting the ball rolling. This has all happened so fast. Like the first the first mention that I ever heard of Nolan Hickman was like around 11 p.m. last night. Yes. And now he's a wildcat a little more than 13 hours later. What do you think about this? Well, one, props to Hickman and props to UK because I can't remember a basketball recruitment ever being this. There's been some commitments. I mean, Kevin Knox was, you know, people thought he was going elsewhere and then he kind of stunned people and chose Kentucky. But I can't really remember a kid that no one really knew UK was recruiting and then was committed the next day. I mean, less than a day. It's been like 15 hours or 16 hours, like you said, since we uh, found out about this kid. He's a interesting-looking prospect, though. Rivals has him at 76th, whereas 24-7 has him at 30th, which puts him at 51 uh, in the composite, which that also takes into account ESPN's ranking for him, which I've not even looked up. I'm not sure where he is on ESPN. I'm sure he's a top 100 kid if he's at 51 in the rankings. So he's probably a guy that had there been some more uh, some more public, you know, EYBL events or AAU events, he could have been a guy whose rankings shot up, and you might have had a clear idea of who he was. But – it sounds, Sean, like a uh, – sounds like this is a Tony Barbie, Toby, Tony Barbie recruitment, excuse me, a guy who uh, has been chastised a little bit at times on the recruiting trail, but he seems to be the lead guy in this one. Yeah, and I'll tell you where I think that comes from. Uh, ironically enough, there's a connection to Paolo Bancaro with this recruitment because he was a AAU teammate of Paolo's with the, the Seattle club and the EYBL, and then the two faced one another. So – Hickman was actually playing in Seattle last year, and now he's moved to Utah for this season. I'm not sure the details behind that move, but there was video on YouTube one night. Cal and Tony Barbie were sitting courtside, and we know that they were there to watch Palo. But what they got to see that night was Hickman score 36 points and beat Palo's team. So I'm assuming that's where – Exactly. What a way, and how many times have we probably seen that over the years where a coach goes to watch someone else and then there's another guy that stands out? So this this seems to be something that, yes, you didn't get Paolo, and we're not comparing this kid's commitment to Paolo Carroll. There's no comparison there. But at least it gets the class jump started now, and there's probably some more news coming pretty soon on the way. It seems like Kentucky's trending in the right direction. They extended some offers last night. 
Uh, Derek, it seems like after the news with Palo Thursday that, that Calipari and the staff, they're not sitting back anymore. They, they've they got to be desperate here and get this class rolling before they find themselves in a spot that they don't want to be in. Yeah, you don't want to be in a spot in a year like this where you're probably not going to be able to visit kids. Uh, I mean, who knows? The NCAA keeps extending that deadline. It probably won't be until basketball season actually starts at the earliest that they'll even be able to get out. And, and review some of these kids. So you got to go with what you already know. And like you said, they, they have seen Hickman. He made a great impression on them. He's a kid they're very familiar with. And based on the rankings, one of the lower-rated point guards at this point, and he could, he could definitely – I mean, he could always rise in the rankings or he could drop a little bit. Who knows? I mean, we've seen both with the UK guys over the years. But initial impression would tell me he's probably a multi-year kid anytime you kind of get in that range. But at UK, you never know. It takes us one good year. He's not ranked quite as high as Shea, but he's not crazy far off. And I don't think anyone thought Shea Gilders, Alexander, even Tyler Hero, guys like that would be one and done. But that's not really the point today. There's really no need, I guess, to discuss how long he's going to be at UK because he, he just joined the program. So, Sean, we did have a story. Uh, Josh Gershon for uh, 24-7 had spoken uh, with Hickman. And a little fun fact, from what I was told, this commitment was actually supposed to take place later on this weekend. But word started to trickle out that he would be uh, committing with UK, so he went ahead and moved that up. So the timing of all this is a little earlier than what was, I think, what the Hickmans wanted. But it sounds like it's been a deal that's been done for a little while. But I'm going to read you one of these quotes right here, uh, a couple quotes actually. And this is from Hickman, uh, 24/7 Sports. He said, "Kentucky has always been a dream school for me. I grew up watching them. He loves the system. Uh, but really, it was it was really a lot of Tony Barbie. It sounds like." Let me try and start this quote. My relationship with Coach Barbie is great, Hickman said. Within the past two weeks, we had a great relationship and talked nonstop. That's my dude. So Barbie's stepping it up this cycle, landing a kid who uh, we didn't know a whole lot about, but obviously the staff did. And, you know, they like this guy a lot. And, again, for whatever reason, it's it's a kid. I mean, he's a borderline five-star kid on 24-7, 30th in the nation. He is, and – could receive a boost. I mean, we've we've seen guys in the past with a commitment to a place like Kentucky. I mean, obviously, he's going to have more eyes on him now, being a Kentucky commit, especially the guy to jumpstart a class. Uh, I just don't ever remember anything like this where we really didn't even wow. know the name, especially in an era like today with social media and sources. But now, Derek, this is sort of two recruitments back-to-back where it just came out of nowhere. With Palos going to Duke, we didn't have any news of that coming. And then this one, we – it was late. It was late news that it was coming out. And it all started with the uh, stuff. When Tipton Edits put up last night that he was predicting Kentucky, Tipton's a guy that he knows. obviously he knows because he's <laughs> making the edits for these yeah. accounts. So when you see something from Tipton Edits, and that's what I put in my story last night because I, I literally, I think I was up till 2 a.m. putting things together. And I texted you late, and I said, the more I watch tape on this kid, the more I like his game. Uh, I think he's listed six one to six two somewhere through there. Uh, people I've talked to, they said he's. I've heard he's a bigger version of Tyler Eulis, and I, I don't want people to think that it's this Tyler Eulis coming to Kentucky. But uh, it's a good start. I like the way he he gets to the rim. I like his mid range game from highlight videos. He's got a nice floater. Uh, just a really solid piece that. Kennedy Chandler goes to Tennessee a few weeks ago, and now you get a point guard, and then they're after some more, Derek. They offered Hunter Salas last night. We know Jaden Hardy's out there still. Uh, But this is a piece where I hope Kentucky fans don't do the we need five stars because when they do that, 
we know they also say we need more four stars that are going to stay two or three years. Take what you get right now, and who knows what this kid turns into. Yeah, no question. A point you made I wanted to expand on in terms of how quickly this one moved. It seems to me, I was thinking about it last night, because Hopkins, like you said, was kind of the same way, where these recruitments are basically done at the time you find out about them. I mean, Hawkins, once he started hearing his name linked, he officially got that offer last night. He tweeted it out. That recruitment, I'm assuming Calipari doesn't make that official offer and they don't go public with it unless he knows that that kid's committing to the U.K. And that was a complaint that uh, Calipari almost said Stoops. Uh, we talked to Stoops earlier today. Uh, but Calipari, I don't, I don't remember what year it was, but he, he was kind of complaining a little bit about being a hat on the table, offering kids – UK's name basically being used for clout when those kids did not really have any intentions to, to go to Kentucky. So obviously some cases, like Ben Caro, you can't really play that one off because they wanted him. He's an elite recruit. It's no big deal. But some of these other kids, I think, over the years, they kind of got on their nerves a little bit doing that. And with a kid like Hickman and a kid like Hopkins, I mean, these recruitments, I think, are basically over by the time that you really even hear about them publicly. So, and, of course, Hopkins hasn't officially committed yet, but you talk to anybody right now, that's the direction it's going. So that was just a point I wanted to make. And, two, this is something that it came out of nowhere now, but it definitely was in the works because they have a video of his entire family wearing U.K. gear, and it's it's a professionally made video. That didn't just happen today, Derek. That is something that is uh, that this was planned. And it's a it's a really good way for Kentucky to jumpstart this class. We've seen in past years get the ball rolling, and then let's see where it goes from here. You've already mentioned Hopkins. I'm actually trying to set up a time to go see him work out this weekend while I'm still up here in the Chicago area. But I do want to say that this is a connection, too. This is a kid that knows Devin Askew. I talked to Devin Askew's dad last night about Hopkins, and he said he's a great kid. A really talented player. Wasn't very familiar with the family side of things, but did know him through Devin, I'm sure through the EYBL. And I did just see that Devin Askew uh, put up on Instagram and congratulated uh, on the commitment for Hickman. So, so that's kind of cool to class, see. Right? So he was. Class. Probably yep. familiar. West Coast kids, not surprised yep. that they would be familiar with each other. And I, I told you before we started recording, too, uh, Big Blue History put up that this is only the second player from Utah coming to Kentucky. Now we should say that this, he's just new to Utah. Like he just moved into Utah, but Nate Knight, I think was the, the other player that people history put up, put up as the, uh, so that's pretty cool. Two players from Utah, you know, all these years of Kentucky basketball, it's, it's kind of a note there. It's interesting. It is not really a hotbed of uh, UK recruiting. Utah is not, I think football, some junior colleges out that way. I think the football team has had some kids via the Juco route in Utah play over the years, but, you know, you don't really get too many kids, I don't think, leaving the West Coast to grow up out there. So, really, I mean, when you break this recruitment down, Sean, I mean, do you see a – do you mark this up to any kind of philosophical change on how Cal is recruiting kids, or do you think they view him as, as one of the top point guards in the country and they think he can be a one-and-done type kid? Or is it partly the coronavirus, maybe limiting the amount of kids they're comfortable with, and since they already know about this guy, they decided that Hickman was the one to move on? I think it can go both ways. I, I think we've seen in the past that this staff has been able to identify guys that are sort of supposed to be multiple-year guys, and they turn into lottery picks. I mean, Shea Alexander pops off the page to me. 
he was the one dude in that class that I probably didn't even write a ton about because I just assumed we'd have plenty of time to talk about him. And then look what he's doing now in the NBA. Tyler Hero was another guy that I, I don't know, Derek. Those guys were obviously – I mean, Hero was still getting a lot of national attention, but I don't think a lot of people knew who this who this kid was until they woke up this morning, and I still think even when he committed, they don't know who he was. When I put it up on the Facebook page, and I will agree with people, they thought it was P.J. Washington in the picture. He actually favors P.J. when you look at him. He does. And that's, <laughs> and that's like the second or third comment that I've got. I had one last night. So I started talking about him last night after you and I talked a little bit when the name started circulating out there and it started moving. But I'm with you. I do think that Cal understands the way that this thing is going now. And who knows what it's going to look like three or four years from now. And I think that the thing that we can say about Cal – is he's always ahead of the curve. He's always been the first to, to start a trend. We've seen it now with the grad transfer market and everything. And uh, it could be interesting to see, Derek, if he does change his – and I think it's good. Mix in some guys that you should have for a few years with the B.J. Bostons and Terrence Clarks. I think you look at the way they put this class together that's on campus now. If they can do something similar and get a top guy or two top guys to go with these – you know, mid, these hot low fives, high fours, it, it's probably the most successful approach. And then add a grand transfer or two onto that. You've put yourself in a final four contention then. Yeah. I mean, speaking of PJ, that's kind of the sweet spot. If you could get the elite high school kids like PJ was, who were pretty good as freshmen, but maybe not quite good enough to be drafted where they want. And then they can come back and be all American types. That's the best case scenario, I would say. Uh, I mean, next best case is a kid like Nick who, Maybe you've got enough pieces around that you don't have to have um, – you don't have to have them be stars right away. And I'm sure they would have liked more from Nick in 2018 than what they got. But by the time he was a junior, it was hard for UK to do anything without him on the floor last year. So, you know, we got a couple minutes left, Sean. I just think that you're right, though, with, with what you're saying, with building a roster. I mean, you kind of look at where this thing might be going – I'm not seeing too many early mock drafts, and again, Corona I think's going to change some things with how the NBA does some scouting or whatnot. And we'll see how this goes. But most people think Boston and Clark are one and dones, but I don't know if you look at any of those other kids and say you're off the bet that they are. So if you can bring back three or four kids from this class, you're potentially bringing in some some more multi-year guys next year. Maybe that's how it starts. To where it's hard to break that cycle of every kid coming to the UK thinking that if you don't go to the NBA right away, you're a failure of some type. I think that was a real thing some of these kids had to deal with, which isn't fair. It's not right. But you got a couple of kids that can kind of break that cycle. You're still going to be an attractive option for, you know, Jaden Hardy in this class, a top five kid. It sounds like there's going to be some more things to deal with. I mean, some other schools and potentially the G League. But like you said, he makes in a couple, couple of good five stars here and there. I think that's going to be Cal's path to truly being a really dominant program because you've seen how quick they can develop kids. I mean, you give him yeah. – Top 50 caliber player for a couple of years. They he can produce some some truly excellent teams, I think. And like I said, th- this was a guy that they got plenty of looks at. Not only when they when he faced Palo, but on that EYBL circuit, you know Joel Justice, Tony Barbie, those guys were sitting courtside for this kid. Uh, definitely interesting news, Derek. And this was just a sort of special episode of Kentucky Daily. I mean, it has the word daily in the podcast, so we just <laughs> went six days. I- I'm gonna say that. We probably don't get one on Sunday, 
Uh, who Browns knows? commits tomorrow? You just have to wait until Monday, I think. Yeah. To, uh, discuss this. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm not uh, I'm not pulling you away from your duties there, because uh, we all need a day off here and there uh, to relax. So we just wanted to get something out there quick, just to give you some information what we have right now. And Derek, as always, we will have more on this on Monday's episode. We'll probably lead with that if we uh, hear some other things. Uh, if you if you want to search him. Nolan Hickman, look him up on Instagram. He actually has a commitment video up on there. I think it's on his Twitter page, too. He included his entire family, similar to what Tyrese Maxey did with his announcement. So uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool news out of nowhere. I guess we'll see what else has to unfold the rest of this weekend going into the next week. But it's certainly clear that John Calipari and the coaching staff is moving in the right direction of putting this 2021 class together and the coaching staff coming together, too. So, Derek, I have a – I have a prediction that this coming week it's going to be a lot of basketball talk yeah. on the show for those people that want some basketball news because with the coaching staff and everything else, it's definitely coming together. Uh, but I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. This has been a special episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll try to see you Monday. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.